that, that, that's such a great title from the podcast yesterday. The yeah, happy visionary writer encoder for the news. It it, it sums it up. No, because I do these podcasts and I get done and then I, I I summarize what the title is. In in the podcast weekly, I, I was going off on Taiwan. Look, Taiwan is no longer the state that needs to be introduced and have the public educated on what it is. It is now the state that needs no introduction. See, in, in, in the news, you don't see uh, Canada, which is the country to the north of the United States, part of the British Commonwealth, which gained independence. And, you know, they don't do that about Canada. In the news, they talk about Canada, they just say Canada. Okay, Australia, India, India, the, the country near the Indian Ocean where people trade and Darjeeling tea comes from with the Darjeeling region being in India, blah, 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 blah. They, I, you know, they, they don't do that with India. They just say India. Would they do that with Taiwan? Taiwan, a breakaway province from China in the opinions of the Chinese, also with a historical state and historical you know, since 1948, going back to an island in the Pacific and really a contract with Taiwan, the base for the uh, United States Vietnam operations during the Vietnam War, blah, blah, blah. They introduce you to Taiwan in every freaking news article. Yeah, it's, it's like, wow, guess what? They're not doing that anymore. For the last 10 years, I've seen this in the news. All the years I've been writing for stories at the time, seven years, every Monday, I see it in the news. They're educating the public on Taiwan. They talk about Taiwan. They give you a history lesson. Can't talk about Taiwan without a history lesson. I've been saying this, and this week, folks, it stopped. And that should scare you if you have military-aged men in your family. Because if you understand the vital role that the press plays with war, if you understand that updates on World War II were part of the movie trailers at the movie theaters during World War II, if you understand that government cannot wage war without finding some way to figure out this way or that so that stories appear in the press. If you can't see that, you don't know how the world works. Media stories must always appear. I, I no, see, see as, as a reporter for the press, I want to be careful what I say because I don't want to say things that are going to have military implications. I don't want to meddle with military operations because I, I don't want military guys angry at me. I want to report the, the news. That doesn't mean finding the one thing that's going to make trouble for people so that I can, I can think of myself as making a difference just because I've moved a bunch of stuff around even though it made a mess. I want the public to know what is going on. That's the theme of Pacific Daily Times, know each other. Now, uh, we're launching... Uh, that's that's moving forward, but as I've said, uh, you know, talked about it a little bit last week. Um, I'm now telling the darker side of Taiwan. I'm not being quiet anymore. I can't contain myself. And when the police tried to tell me that I couldn't take their picture while they're on patrol on the road, that was the last straw. I, I had the recording, Sesame Street, Taiwan. I hate foreigners, you know. I hate foreigners now. What kind of attitude's going on from the citywide manager?
what kind of stuff is going on in a, in, in, in any company, a regional sales representative that talks that way? When a manager says things like this, what's going on? And I, I haven't been putting it out there because I didn't have a finished story. I wanted to wait 12 years because someone said something bad. Oh, that's old news. Someone said something bad and we now know if they will change or not change. That's news. And, and with, with I, I've, I've written to immigration about this. The Labor Department, I sent the Labor Department about it right away. I've written to immigration. Ten years later, I wrote to immigration twice about this uh, and related issues. I've... I've uh, now, now recently, I've I've written others. I've written to Congress about this, and with all that, the police saying, "Oh, you can't take our picture. That's illegal." Okay, now I know. Taiwan's not going to change, and so you've got you've got the whole world ready. I mean, the, the the press piece is in place. If China invades Taiwan, the worldwide public will be angry because the worldwide public knows what Taiwan is. If China invades a nobody, the world won't care. But if China invades a somebody, the world will care and voters will support their tax dollars going to a war. That part is in place this week. And, and as the world steps closer toward a war involving Taiwan, where I am, your dear host, while the world inches closer, Taiwan is still bent on behaving with the ethics of China. And I'm going to tell you today what's really going on. Um, I had a conversation with somebody that reminded me of things I already know. Try, try to follow this, okay? Chiang Kai-shek was the China leader that Mao Zedong, Mao Zedong, uh, it was Zhang Jiexi. Zhang Jiexi was Chiang Kai-shek, his Chinese name, and Mao Zedong is Mao Zedong's I don't know why they say Tong, but it's Dong. But yeah, anyhow, Mao overthrew uh, Kai-shek. Uh, Jiang, Jiang. So, um, Chiang Kai-shek brought his people to Taiwan. Uh, th there's a whole bunch of craziness about how that happened, but he brought a bunch of rich people, um, all the money from the Bank of China. I, I know a grandfather here who was a little boy in school. The teacher said, hey, we got to go. And they went outside and they got on a boat and they left and he never saw his family ever again. And he grew up in Taiwan. And, and like that happened to a lot of people. And in that era, Chiang Kai-shek arrives at Taiwan. Uh, you know, Watchman Nee Witness Lee, the local church movement thing. They fled to Taiwan with them. Uh, Hudson Taylor's family. You know, the missionary who shaved his head like the Taiwanese, had the, the, the braided tail and back, Hudson Taylor. He established a missions agency or some ministry thing in mainland China. He fled to Taiwan with the group. I, I had another friend who was a kid in Taiwan. Watchman Nee's nephew fled to Taiwan. His uncle stayed and went in prison. Uh, Watchman Nee. So I, I've, I've, you know, I'm, I'm talking, I've talked with people that are part of this living history. And when Chiang Kai-shek came to Taiwan... He promised his nationalist party. See, the party was like, it's a one-party government. 
And so they didn't really see much of a difference between the party and the government. You overthrow the government, you overthrow the party, you overthrow the government. So a challenge to the party is seen as a challenge to the government. So military soldiers are party members. Is that the same in communist China? It was the same with the nationalists in Chiang Kai-shek, a tyrannous dictator. And when Chiang Kai-shek came to Taiwan, he outlawed the Taiwan language, forced them to use Mandarin, fined their parents major money if children spoke their own language in school when they couldn't speak Mandarin anyway. Oh yeah, changed the law every day. So the law just became a joke. Nobody obeyed it. Nobody tried to understand it. Made a chaos, big fat mess there. Took over all the companies, so they were government property or whatever, something like that. Gained assets, a political party that had financial assets, what's going on? And promised all of his Nationalist Party members, I'll give you jobs. Fired the educated smart teachers and put soldiers who couldn't read as teachers in school. And that totally effed up Taiwan. And they're still mistreating foreigners today. And those people throughout government hired their children and their children and nationalist, Chiang Kai-shek nationalist party members, it's called the KMT today for the most part, they are still running the government and they're the ones being bad and rude to foreigners when they come into Taiwan. And that's still there. So you, you come to Taiwan, you could have major trouble because of ancient Chinese bigotry from a shadow government that's still in Taiwan today. And we're cozying up to Taiwan, getting ready for war and haven't dealt with this and haven't exposed this. I don't, I don't want to try to shape the world, but we got to know what we're getting into. We need to know what we're getting into. That much we need to know.